podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, it's another FinFans podcast. This evening, I'm here with Daniel Reinhardt. What up, FinFans? And Louis Argoni. Hello, Dolphins. We've got the Patriots that we've got to go and play in uh, Foxborough. I guess it's going to be in the 50s and 50% chance of rain or something to that effect. The stinking Patriots. It's Patriot Week, boys. It is. It is. Rain. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. <laughs> and, and just a shout out to the people in Buffalo. They have had it rough uh, with the snow and uh, a lot of people didn't survive it. Really? Yeah, that was 60-something deaths so far due to this particular winter storm. Yeah, wow. uh, uh, definitely thoughts and prayers with uh, people in Buffalo. Uh, I know the weather has been they crazy. They said it's the worst, worst storm they've had there in 50 years. Mm-mm. It's been crazy in a lot of places, but they definitely got hit hard. Wow. I was going to definitely, you say Buffalo, I was going to make a joke. Uh, you know, we were just talking about how much we don't like the, the Patriots, but uh, as far as the people up there and everybody dealing with this huge storm, you know, thoughts and prayers are with them. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, we're going to talk about our offense against, uh, the Patriots defense. But before we do that, I, I want to talk about, uh, Tua entering the concussion protocol because we didn't get a chance to uh, cover that in our last show. Any thoughts on that, Daniel? Yeah. I mean, look, when he went down in the second quarter, uh, I seen him hit the back of his head and I thought, uh, that can't be good. Um, you know, we, we've had experiences with him hitting his head already this year and, uh, he hopped up and, uh, kept playing. And my initial reaction is, uh, the independent neurologist will say something and they'll, they'll call a timeout. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll get him off the field, but, um, that did not happen and he continued to play and uh, it, it left my mind. I didn't really think about it again the rest of the game just because nothing came of it. But it was a situation. that, And me and a buddy were texting, talking about the game when this all happened. And I definitely thought that it could have been something. And when it wasn't, it slipped my mind. But it makes sense. Uh, now, apparently, he didn't have any symptoms from it until Monday. And he talked to the team doctors. And they, they immediately put him back, you know, back in the concussion protocol. You know, all jokes aside, he had at least three symptoms in the fourth quarter. Well, maybe and maybe not, because what happened in the third quarter, he played pretty well, right? Well, uh, there's a stat uh, going around the interwebs. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first it talks half about the pre-concussion the versus the uh-huh. post-concussion yeah. uh, completions and yards. And so uh, before that hit, uh, he was 9 of 12 for 229, 19.1 yards per attempt and a touchdown. And then after that hit, he went 7 for 13 for 81 yards, 6.2 yards per attempt, and three picks. Yeah, it had to be no the touchdown. concussion. So, it had to be. Uh, it, we, we, there's many reasons why we think that he, maybe he struggled in that game. The concussion was not one of them. 
initially, but uh, you just don't know. Now, now, you don't know. You now don't know, seeing but... the hit in slow motion, uh, knowing that he's in protocol, knowing that he's had symptoms, you just don't know, and you kind of got to wonder. Uh, but hopefully well, he's okay. Look, it's, it's possible he kept it to himself and, and just waited until Monday to report it. I mean, that's possible. I'm not discounting that possibility, but. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, we already know uh, he's had a history of being on a short leash. He has people in the media and the fan base questioning him already uh, going into this year. And then over the last, the previous three games, right? Uh, we needed this win. He wants to be a part of that. Uh, you have to question. Rather, he, he did feel something and, and decided not to report it. Because he wants to That's perform. That's kind of selfish, though, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But when you're a, a one of 32 and you look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I suck? Uh, you're going to do some things that maybe other people wouldn't do. And uh, I'm not a professional football player, so I don't know what it's like to want to stay on the field. But it's definitely something well, we I have to I think they all want to stay on the field, right? It's how they earn their money. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they have pride and, and they want to play. So, you know, that's, that's the competitor. I, I get all that. But if I think I'm doing damage to the team, then I've got to put the team first. And that, that's just how I feel about it. So, anyway, you know, we don't know that he felt anything right. from it right away. We don't know. So, I can't really speak on what he should or shouldn't have done. Correct. Yeah, Lewis, how, how do you feel about it? I, I, I'm just having a hard time with the fact that, you know, they have all this personnel on the sideline, all the coaches and, and the players in the huddle with him through all of this, and, and nobody recognized anything. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, I mean, to me, I've had concussions before. Yep. I was not right. You know, I, you know, I was mumbling all kinds of stupidity. You know, we 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 would play sandlot ball. I remember a day specifically where I got hit in the head, went back to the huddle, and I just kept a asking the same question: What side am I lining up on? What side am I lining up on? And everybody was looking at me like, you know, I, because your mind's trying to focus. You know, it, it's weird because you're there, but your mind, you know, you're trying to get your mind to settle in and it, and it can't do it. So, I, you know, I'm having a really difficult time um, with the fact that somebody didn't recognize this if it was, in fact, an issue during the football game. But if he was in that kind of situation, there's no way he could call plays. He wouldn't get them out of his mouth. Well, exactly. And that's my point. I mean... You know, that was my experience, and I've had three of them in my life, and they were all playing football. So um, every one of them was a little bit different. I had one that was really severe to where, you know, I just got dizzy immediately. But the point of the matter is, is that in a situation like that, if in fact it was something to the degree to where it was affecting his play, then somebody should have recognized that because he was around players and people, you know, personnel on the sidelines and the coaching staff. And if they saw anything abnormal, especially with the fact that he's been through all this already this season a few times, you would think that they would be, you know, more conscious of the fact sure, that because at that time you're worried about the person. Right. You know? I mean, this isn't something that, hey, you know, this guy's been in the league 10 years. 
and he's never sustained sustained a, a concussion. Um, you know, this has been an issue this season, you know, not that that long ago. So, you know, I'm just having a real hard time with it. You know, I, I think when all is said and done, you know, I, I really don't think the concussion had anything to do with the play. I think there were just some bad reads and, you know, the Green Bay made some adjustments and, and you know, that was the, that's the conclusion to all this. I think, you know, we're making too much of it. I mean, I, did you guys listen to his press conference after the game? You know, I did not. I, I didn't, but I, and I'll say this, I didn't want to interrupt, but I'll say this. I've had several concussions as well, one of which I had in baseball. I got hit in the head with a fly ball, uh, lost the ball in the sun, and it didn't affect my speech or my motor skills, but it did affect my vision where I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't focus on something. It was like I'd focus and then my eyes would kind of uh, just like drift off when I was trying to focus. So uh, I think it, it affects thing, everybody in different ways. Oh, I agree with that. I really that's, don't. That's, that's a truth of it. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, With the hit he took, I mean, you know, you would think that if it did affect him, it should have, right? I mean, he his his head hit the ground pretty hard. But again, the press conference after, I mean, it just didn't seem like there was anything wrong with him. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Well, the, the team said he didn't show symptoms until Monday, and that's why he spoke to the doctor. Now, I right. don't know if he felt him Sunday and kept him to himself. I don't know. Yeah, there's but, no way to say that he did. And there's no way to say that anybody would have noticed him, especially if he didn't, you know, and uh, that does happen. Uh, I can't remember the term for it at the moment. It's escaping me, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, when the effects don't happen until until later. Um, so hopefully, though, uh, I mean, the NFL has already changed all the concussion rules. They've put all of these independent neurologists into place. They've allowed for these people to stop play when when a player gets hit in the head. Uh, this should have been caught. Um, the problem, <laughs> it, I think that would have caused even more of a problem if it would have been because if, if he didn't exhibit any signs of a concussion and they put him back into the game uh, and then, you know, lo and behold, Monday he does show signs, uh, we have even more of a shitstorm than, than we already do. Let's do the Patriots offense versus our defense. Yeah, Lou, you want to take the lead on this and we'll share some thoughts after? Yeah, um, you know, their offense as a whole is not all that good by no means. They're just not that good. It's simple as that. You know, they've got 22nd ranked run offense and passing 22nd. They're 24th overall. Um, so they're the bottom third of the league in offense. So this is, this is not a juggernaut. Uh, Mac Jones has had a very subpar season, nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's been sacked 30 times in the 12 games that he has played. So, you know, he's getting sacked about two and a half times a game. His overall rating at 84.6, he's not having a real good season. You know, their receivers, very mediocre. You know, Jacoby Myers is a pretty nice receiver. Not a world beater. I mean, not like the guys that we've had to face. You know, the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Keenan Allens of the world, the Stefan Diggs's of the world. Um, you know, this offensive receiving unit is just not that great. Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. These are the guys I think Parker's down, so we won't have to deal with uh, Devontae. He may be back. Well, yeah, he was out with he, a concussion last week. 
Oh. Even if he is back, uh, you know, he he falls right in with this with this group, Mike. They're all like pretty much on par with each other. Yeah. Um, I think our our defense can handle them. Uh, their best offensive player is their running, running back. back. Yep. Stevenson's outstanding. He's averaging close to five yards a carry. He can catch the football out of the backfield. He's got 62 receptions this year. I mean, this guy does it all. I mean, he's got almost 400 yards receiving. And rushing-wise, he's almost at 1,000. I mean, this guy is their offense. Um, the good news is, is that that's our strength, you know, the run defense. So I think if they stuff him, with they, and they've stuffed a lot, of, lot better running backs in the league so far this year. I mean, nobody has really had a world-beater game against us as far back. I, I can't think of a guy that has had just an over-the-top game against us this season. The run defense has been extremely good. I expect it to be good again this week. That's all they have to do. They got to force Mac Jones into throwing the football. If they do that, we're in very, very good shape. I mean, I don't see New England putting a lot of points on the board against our defense. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Their, their offensive skill position players are lacking greatly. Uh, Ramon Dere is one hell of a back. I kind of look at him like a bigger Damian Pierce, you know, is the one guy that I said when we was in Houston week that we had to stop Damian Pierce. I think the same thing is true here. We have to stop Ramondre. You know, if there's a guy we're game planning against, it's Ramondre. But we held Green Bay to 70 yards rushing last week, and we held Nick Chubb to like 20 before he broke off that long run. Uh, I'm with you. I, I don't think there's a running back who's had a uh, an incredible game against us. So I think that is the uh, the area we are best at. Uh, it's sure not getting pressure, but uh, Mac Jones is not a guy who you have to worry about getting out of the pocket and being super mobile and running with the ball. So I think that we can can contain him pretty well on defense. The question is, do we create turnovers and capitalize on mistakes? Uh, does our pursuit from the outside linebackers and our defensive line actually get to Mac Jones? We've struggled with that. We haven't been able to get home with the sacks. Uh, you know, Christian Wilkins and Sealer are getting pushed up the middle, but it seems like we're overrunning these sacks and guys are stepping up in the pocket or, or escaping. So my, my big thing I'll be looking for is can we get home with our rush? and uh, force Mac Jones into some mistakes. We got to have guys like X catch the ball. You know, uh, those game-changing plays are something we're going we're gonna to need. And, and if we want to win this game, we're going we're gonna to need both of those things. We're going to need pressure to get home, and we're going to need game-changing plays. I see New England attacking us with their running backs, catching the ball out of the backfield, and uh, their tight ends. Um, teams have been somewhat successful doing that against us. If if I was New England and, you know, I'm thinking Belichick is probably thinking on these terms, you know, he watches film and he sees where we've been hurt. You know, you're going to have X-Man locked down on one of their wide receivers. You're not going to see the ball thrown his way on Sunday. Um, Kahoo, they're going to look at film on him and they're going to realize that he's actually done a very good job as well on the opposite side. So, so where are you going to go with the football when you're passing it? Well, if it's me, 
you know, I'm going to the two tight ends. I mean, they have two pretty solid ones in Hunter Henry. Well, where nickel, you've also got Crossing out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've got two tight ends in Hunter Henry and Juno Smith who can hurt you. Um, they're both very, very solid football players. And as I mentioned, Stevenson can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So you, you've got some guys to concern yourself with in that situation. Um, but, you know, again, you got to stuff the run. You know, I'm not so sure New England is going to come out and attempt to run the ball initially against us. I have a feeling they're going to come out and they're going to try and do just what I said. They're going to try and dink and dunk and throw the ball to the tight ends and to the running back in the flat and try and move the football against us that way. Because um, I'll tell you what, you know, every team that we've gone against lately says, you know what, we're just going to have a hard time running the football against these guys. Let's just, you know, go a different route. I mean, Alandon Roberts and some of these linebackers have just been really, really good against the run um, on top of our defensive line. So, you know, I think that's how New England will attack us. You know, we've got to be up to it. You know, our linebackers, Roe, you know, in regard to these tight ends, I mean, he's going to have his work cut out for him this week. I mean, you know, they're going to attack him. Um, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I can assure you that they are going to go after Roe this week. Yeah, I mean, the good news with what you're talking about, though, is I think Hunter Henry is probably going to be a game-time decision. Right now he's day-to-day with a knee injury. He went out early in that Bengals game last week and didn't mm-hmm. return. So they, if they're going to go with the tight ends, they are going to have to rely on Johnny Smith, who has hurt us in the past and is a, an excellent weapon if they use him right. For some reason, they've just never used him right. I. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Uh, they average 5.4 yards per play, so they're yeah. not going to be going down the field deep very often on us, especially with our quarterbacks playing good. And Javon Holland's back there laying the wood right now. So um, I think that I agree with you. They're going to try to dink and dunk us. They're going to try to take the middle of the field and uh, move the ball on long drives to keep our offense off the field. You know, uh, Jerome Baker's having a... Sneaky good year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been playing well. Listen, you know, they don't it's it's not just two guys stopping the run. You know, it's it's all those guys up front collectively. You know, Roberts, Baker, all of those guys. I mean, they're doing an exceptional job. I mean, Wilkins is just having a Pro Bowl season. I mean, boy, did yeah. they they just I mean, boy did they screw him. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any if there's a defensive tackle playing better football than him right now. And I don't think there the is. The fact that he's an alternative, are you friggin' kidding me? I mean, somebody told me that they basically uh, look at him as a defensive end, and that's why he didn't make it. Now, I don't know how true that well, is. Well, they move, they move him around. Yeah. Right, but, but he got put in the defensive end category, and they, they chose T.J. Watt, who missed half the season, which is – Horseshit on top of it. Yeah. It, it really yeah. is. I mean, yeah. Wilkins, Wilkins deserved to be a Pro Bowl player yeah. in that Pro Bowl. He he deserves it. Not an alternative. He 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 definitely deserves it. And uh, you know, Phillips is on the verge as well. I mean, you know, if yeah. there's a guy that you know, I, I I can't say enough about in his development from last year and even at the beginning of this year, he got off to somewhat of a slow start. But he's just been outstanding. You know, yeah. he's getting it. He looks like a beast out there. You know, I can't say enough about those guys. I mean, those, 
that defense brings it every week. They really do. You know, they're, they're a little shorthanded, but they, they play some damn good football week in and week out. It's high effort. It is. High, it's high, high effort. High effort. Yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. There are several guys on our defensive side that look like players that you want as cornerstones. You know, Wilkins and Hollins and Jalen Phillips. Uh, those guys are are playing amazing. Um, we mentioned a couple of our highest tacklers. Uh, do you know who leads the team in tackles this year by chance? Well, you do, so tell us. I do, and uh, you would think that maybe it would be Jerome Baker, but it's actually not. It's Landon Roberts mm-hmm. has 93 combined tackles. Jerome has 92, and Christian Wilkins has 86 from the defensive line position. Yep. That That's is crazy. amazing. Yep. So. Landon Roberts, you know, like I said, you see him around the football. He's stuffing. I mean, this guy hits. Can't say enough about him. I mean, what what a pleasure it's been to have him on this football team. I mean, you know, he you know he's part of the reason they stopped that run consistently. He plays the run better than just about any linebacker I've seen on this team for a while. He's so, no Kiko Alonso, I can tell you that. <laughs> Brandon Jones is ninth on the team in tackles with forty nine, and he only played seven games. That's yeah, incredible. he's 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 sorely missed. He's another linebacker, you know, back yep. there. He, he yep. really is. You know, he's an, he's he's like having another linebacker out there, and um, you know, the drop off to row. You know, they're different type different type of football yeah, they really players. Are. They, they really, really are. are. And yeah. um, you know, you've got a linebacker. I mean, row was a corner turn safety. You know. Well, that's what I was going to say, Mike. You, you you go from a linebacker, a guy of that stature to a small cornerback, you know, yeah. and that's a drop-off in regard to, you know, physicality, you know, so, on the football field over the course of a game. We was talking a little bit uh, before the podcast about our defense and things we'd like to see happen, and, and I think that we need to mention this here. Uh, we definitely need to see Bradley Chubb step up, right? We was talking about it before. Uh, and just to kind of nail that point home, uh, you know, we don't have to get into a soliloquy. But he has 13 tackles, 11 QB hits, and two and a half sacks as a Dolphin in seven games. How many so, games has he played? Seven? Seven, yep. Uh, that is not stellar. And you see him getting pressures. You see what he's done for a guy like Jalen Phillips. But really, we're going to need more from him. And uh, hopefully that hand injury doesn't keep him out. I don't see a lot of extra people blocking him, Daniel. You know, I mean – you know, I understand what your thought is in regard to him helping Phillips, but um, I see him being man-to-man out there. They're not sending a second person, chipping him, doing that sort of thing. Um, I think they're more concerned with Phillips and Wilkins and these type of guys than than they are with him, and um, they're getting away with it. I mean, you know, you, you hit it right on the button. I mean, I'm not seeing a lot, an awful lot out of this guy. He's, he hasn't been a difference maker by no means. And, you know, Ingram, when he lines up on that left side, you can say the same thing about him. I mean, he's kind of gone in the tank. I mean, early on he was making plays. But, yeah. you know, for the last month to six weeks, I mean, he's been just absolutely non-existent in our defense. So, I mean, these guys are veterans. They have to step up. I mean, you know, we we got to – Got to try and get into the playoffs. If here. not now, when, right? Yeah, exactly. Gotta I mean, be you now. know, it's got to be now. Um, well, there is no win, right? There's no, uh, you know, you, you want to see these guys turn it on and and you know come up with some big big plays over these next couple of weeks against some 
some mediocre offenses, you know, beyond the New England is the Jets, and they're, they're a similar offense. They have some players, but they're not a juggernaut either. I mean, their offense has held them back a little bit. So, you know, it's up to the defense to just go out there and just, you know, make some plays and, you know, change the game around. Help, you know, help us out a little bit. You know, uh, maybe win it. And sne- you know, Especially we- if you have a backup quarterback starting, you're going to need that help. Yeah, well, listen, we, we've won a lot of football games over the last couple of years by our defense just absolutely going out and just playing lights out. And I know we're a little bit shorthanded, you know, as it, you know, compared to the last couple of years where, you know, we had Brandon Jones and we had Byron Jones on the field. And, you know, we, we, we were at full strength in that secondary, which allowed us to do a lot of blitzing and whatnot. And, you know, just create havoc and get some big, big turnovers that change games around. But, you know, against these two quarterbacks that are coming up, you know, they may have to, you know, take some chances and and change the game, you know, in a certain way, you know, by coming up with a big, you know, strip sack and, you know, an easy six for our defense. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I've been waiting for it. You know, hopefully these guys step up and they just dominate in one of these two games and, you know, gets us in the, and it gets us into the playoffs. Let's, uh, Take, Take a, a break. quick break, yep, for uh, DraftKings, and then we'll come back and talk about the Dolphins' offense. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right. So, guys, our offense against the Patriot defense, what do you think we have to concern ourselves with? (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question it is a loaded um, question they're they're a really good defensive football team i mean they have been for a really long time i think the thing that more so we're gonna have to concern ourselves though uh is getting teddy ready to play that tua will not be active for this game with the history that he's had this season i know we just took a quick break for draft kings i would not be looking at teddy bridgewater as a daily fantasy play uh because as i said this patriots defense is a really good unit they have been for years they are 14th against the pass they are ninth against the run so they are uh above average on in both categories obviously we know that we struggle a little bit to run the ball uh consistently and I know that people were talking again last week about McDaniel going away from the run, but if you look at the stats, you look at the uh, the box score, we had 25 passes and 18 runs. I know. So we, Lewis and I talked about that. He did try to, to do better. Uh, we had a really good first quarter, uh, I think 63 yards on the ground in the first quarter, and the rest of the game didn't go so well. So 
I think we're going to struggle to run the ball a little bit against New England, though. Uh, We struggle in spurts anyway. But I think that it's going to be really important for Teddy to have a running game. So I think that we may struggle a little bit on offense in that in that regard. Um, and in turn, I think that it may take Teddy a little while to get going, similar to what we've seen in uh, the Minnesota game. But we do have a couple of all-world receivers, uh, two guys, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Uh, Waddle and throttle, I heard somebody say the other day. Uh, I loved that. Um, both of those guys had over 100 yards again last week. It's just something that they do. So I think they're going to be fed. Um, but the Patriots defense are led by guys like uh, Matthew Judon with 15 and a half sacks on the year. Uh, that man is an absolute terror. Um, and you also have a young linebacker named Joss Uchi who has 11 and a half. So um, their linebackers he's, he's and really their well. defensive backs are both uh, uh, simply outstanding. Um, their safeties are outstanding. A couple of young corners. Jack Jones is a guy that we shouldn't be throwing towards. So um, similar to the guy they just lost, uh, this guy is not a high draft pick, but he is playing like one. And if I was... Teddy and Miami Mike, I'd probably be staring clear of him because he has a knack for the football. So Daniel, nobody covers our guys. Well, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily <laughs> true, but I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be able to scheme some stuff up because I, I'm telling you right now, if there's a guy who is capable of studying 15 w- weeks worth of game film and coming up with ways to stop what we do it is belichick and patricia well don't don't you think that you know this bridgewater situation could be a positive yes. in that sense yes he's he, going to kind of throw a monkey wrench into their uh, film work because yes. he, he hasn't done any real serious playtime with us you know? not really not you know kind of helter skelter coming in the games yep. i mean he had one play against the jets so i mean you know it could work to an extent, to our advantage in, in this football game. I mean, I don't know, you, you, well, I mean, look, look at it this way, Daniel. You know, this team, this, this is the way I look at it, okay? This team has 50 sacks at this point in the season, 50. Um, I mean, they got a guy named Dietrich Wise who has six and a half as well. I mean, they have guys that can get after the quarterback, 50 sacks, I mean, that, that's a big, big number. And they have, I believe, 16 interceptions as a defense. So, um, you know, when you look at it, you know, what's the key to this game? It's, it's definitely our offensive line, right? I mean, they, they've got to go out and, and they've got to block, whether it's run blocking or pass blocking. We are pretty healthy right now. Um, did you guys read the... Um, you know, the comment by McDaniel in regard to Eichenberg, that, that Jones is playing so well that they didn't feel the need to activate Eichenberg. Well, they activated him today. Did they really? Yeah. yeah. He, well, they were, he, he was but able that's to- why he wasn't activated last week. And they put Gaskin on uh, injured reserve. Oh, okay. So Gaskin's done for the season, basically. Yep. So- yeah, you knew, you knew something was up with Gaskin when you seen so much Ahmed over the last yeah. couple of weeks or whatever. But you- um, anyway. You know, the situation as a whole, though, um, you know, across that offensive line, they've now solidified themselves as a pretty solid group, you know, with the injuries that we had 
in the middle of the season. Armstead, you know, missed a game a couple of couple of weeks ago. They're in a good position right now going into this football game. And they absolutely have to be because that's going to be the key to the game. You know, the Fed, Teddy's going to need time to throw. And um, the offensive line is going to have to hold their own against an extremely good defense. Um, Judon is just, I mean, he's going to win defensive player of the year as far as I'm concerned. That's the level that he's playing at this year. So they've got to come up with something. And, you know, personally, I truly think that this does throw a monkey wrench into their game plan, New England, because they don't know what they're going to do with Teddy. They don't know if they're going to be run heavy. Um, if they're going to throw the ball vertically a lot more than what they do with Tua, you know, as far as down the field, down the, on the perimeter, I should say, um, you know, rather than in the middle of the field. So it could work to our advantage to some extent. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, you know, on Sunday. At least but, early in the game. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, Mike, you know, it, they'll probably be a little bit more versatile than what they've been. Um, and maybe it'll force McDaniel's hands to, to maybe change the playbook up a little bit because I'm getting tired of seeing the same plays over and over and over <laughs> again. You know, um, you know, I'm hoping and praying, you know, we got to do something to win a football game, guys. You know, so, you know, it's up to the coaching staff to to get Teddy ready to roll and to, you know, work to his strengths. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, I bet you a pair of isotoners that if you put on the Cincinnati game and the Minnesota game and watch what Teddy was doing, it wasn't a whole hell of a lot different than what we were having uh, to do. So I'm not exactly convinced that that is the case. However, I will say this, uh, Teddy is a vet and there's not much he hasn't seen. And so if they're going to be trying to drop people back into a zone last second, uh, he's capable of getting to a second read, a third read. He's capable of possibly making a couple of off-platform throws or plays that are or off-script, I guess, not off-platform. He's not Mahomes. Um, we're not talking <laughs> about Patty. Uh, Patty Ice. But there is that type of capability from Teddy. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what will happen. Uh, it, you know, it, it's possible that he starts slow. I'm not saying that'll happen. He'll make plays in this this game, and it is going to make you believe that we're going to win it and bring it home. And uh, I just uh, Teddy has a knack for uh, making a mistake in the wrong time. So I don't have a lot of hopes. Uh, I am I'm kind of down in the dumps right now over the whole situation. So. I mean, who would you guys, against this pass rush, and, you know, this, this is another one of my points that I wanted to bring up a few minutes ago. Against this pass rush, don't you think you're in a better situation with, with Bridgewater on the field rather than Tua? Maybe. I mean, th- I, it just I, depends on what the rest of the defense does because Tua, for the most part this year, uh, the offense, for the most part this year, has been getting the ball quick enough, getting the ball out quick enough to kind of eliminate much of the pass rush. He's been doing a really good job with that. Um, and a lot of that stuff is first read stuff, timing stuff, uh, obviously, as we know. But I, I expect that a lot of that stuff is going to be the same with Teddy because he's quick enough. He knows how to read pre-snap. Uh, the difference is going to be the fact that he's going to have a little bit more veteran savvy when it comes to the post-snap stuff. So I, I think in regards to that, uh, maybe that's a, a benefit. 
but uh, I'm not convinced that he doesn't throw the ball directly to Jack Jones <laughs> when he gets the pressure in his face. So, Mike, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I, I really don't. I haven't seen enough of Bridgewater this year to really form any kind of conclusions on the quality of his play. You know, I mean, he's looked good at times. He's looked bad at times, but he really hasn't played that much. Uh, but I do think that his experience should help him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a good defense, like you guys said. It's a real good defense, and uh, he's going to have to be smart with the football. And I really do think they need to try and run the ball, whether they're successful at it or not. Yes, agreed. You know, you can't get into a situation where you're you're throwing the ball forty times. Exactly. You know, I, I you know, I, you just can't do that because you're just asking for trouble with this pass rush. I mean, inevitably you're going to have an offensive lineman somewhere along the way break down, and there's going to be a few breakdowns. Hopefully there's not a ton of breakdowns, you know, in regard to the offensive line holding their own. But, you know, I personally think that in regard to pocket presence and regard to extending plays in situations like that, I think that, you know, the advantage goes to Bridgewater over Tua, you know, in regard to that. now. You know, obviously what you said in regard to getting rid of the football quick, yes. I mean, there, there's no question about that. But, you know, when, when you're going against Belichick, Daniel, you know, he's going to take your guys away. You know, he's going to do whatever he can. And those first reads are going to be eliminated. You know, he's going to do everything he can to eliminate that. And then it becomes a major, major problem. Then you're looking at a lot of sacks and a lot of balls that are just thrown in the places they shouldn't be. So, you know, this may be the right defense, you know, for for us to have a situation where we've got a veteran guy in. You know, as much as I, uh, as much as I hate the fact that our starting quarterback is going to be out, I think this may be a week where it, it could help to a certain extent. Well, you know, Tua was 4-0 against the Patriots. Yep. So, no yeah, doubt. something to be said for that. Yep, there is. Good defense. Yep. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be interesting. What were his numbers? What were, what were Tua's? Do you guys have Tua's numbers up in game one against New England this year? Do you guys happen to have that? No. Um, I can pull it real fast because I'm right here. So, Just out of curiosity. So it was 23 of 33 for 270 and one. He had Pretty a good 104.4 game. passer rating. He had one fumble and three mm-hmm. sacks. Yep. Okay. So he didn't Not lose too- the fumble. Uh, it wasn't a fumble loss, but he did fumble the ball. And uh, mm-hmm. he got sacked three times. So if you remember, that was the one where it was like fourth and seven, uh, counting down to the end of the second quarter, and we hit Jalen Waddle for a long touchdown. Now, I will say that I think Teddy is going to try to stretch the field, you know, for what it's worth. You've seen him doing that, uh, Mm -hmm. not only versus the Vikings when he had most of the game, but also versus the Bengals. You know, he had that deep shot to to Tyreek. So uh, I don't expect Mike McDaniel to pussyfoot around. I think that he's going to try to throttle, uh, keep the throttle wide open. Um, I'm just not sure that even though he can extend the play, uh, get to a second read. I'm just not sure that Teddy's the guy. All right. You have a prediction, Lewis? I do. Dolphins 20, Patriots. You guys ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> 13. Dolphins win. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go next. 
I think Teddy's going to struggle, especially early in the game, because he's got to be rusty. Uh, he hasn't played much, but I think they settle down, and uh, I think it's a close game. And I'm going to say probably not too high scoring. I'm going to say 24-20 New England. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think the one thing that we didn't actually mention is that Teddy has been banged up with a knee injury and inactive yep. uh, several weeks recently. Uh, let's hope that doesn't. Not out. last week, though, Daniel. Nope, That's nope, the not important last week, week. Uh, and not, not this week. Right, right. Let's just hope that he is um, is healthy. Uh, so, I I think Teddy's going to struggle too, and and I think that he's going to have flashes. I think he's going to make a couple of really big plays, and I think that there are going to be some guys who make plays for him that lead us to believe that the skid is over. Um, however, I do think that New England is going to beat us at home in New England. Uh, we've had a hell of a run versus New England recently. Uh, I don't remember the last time we lost to them. Uh, but I do think that New England is going to take it. And I actually, I had it 27 to 20 New England. Pretty close. All right, guys. This team has lost four in a row. Did yeah. you guys know that? Yeah, yes. Man. Yes. Wow. This one's going to hurt too. That. This one, if, if we can't pull it off, I, you know, if we can't pull it off and we're, you know, we need a lot of help to get into the playoffs at that point. So, um, man, what, well, what a disappointment. I, I think what we would need season. at that point, if I remember correctly, is Buffalo would need to beat New England. Yep. And we would need to beat the Jets. Right. If we, in fact, lose. If we lose, right. Both seem logical. Lose. Right. So it's it's not it's not you know it wouldn't be the end of the world because that's a probability but you know we'll see what happens you never know what you you know what's going to happen in the NFL so yeah. yeah New England's lost four out of their last five as well I mean yes. they you know they've uh, <laughs> they've found some interesting ways to lose games over the last <laughs> yeah month. boy I'll tell you what their running back lost a fumble and. Uh, uh, they're running back through an interception. <laughs> did you see the Hail Mary that Jacoby Myers caught on Ricochet for a touchdown last ridiculous. week? Ridiculous. That, that was just, you know. <laughs> they lucked into a lot of crap last week. I mean, Cincinnati was missing extra points and just so many things went their way. And you know what? They still found a way to lose, which yep. was unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of things went their way. But anyway, all right. All right, guys. Nice discussion. Yeah, gentlemen, hopefully you had a great Christmas. We didn't even talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yes, yes. The loss Christ- on Christmas Day. Yeah, that kind of put a damper on things. Well, we had a nice Christmas morning. Yeah. And a nice Christmas night. I had a great sure, Christmas dinner, boys. My smoked ham turned out perfect. I'm so miss, proud of you. I did miss kickoff, though. I had to watch it from the kitchen table. So I saw Jalen Waddle's long touchdown. That's when I started watching. Anybody that goes out to smoke a ham and twenty below zero has my <laughs> has my respect. Well, it was in the in the garage. Uh, oh, okay. it's not an attached garage though. I did have to go. I had, did have to brave the the weather. So yeah, I uh, just wanted to yes. add Happy New Year's to everybody. Um, obviously, not going to get a chance to to say hello again before New Year's. So Happy New Year's! Don't forget to follow Fin Fans Podcast at Fin Fans Podcast on Twitter. Yes, Happy New Year to everyone, and do follow us. Um, you know, we, we need somebody to follow us, right? <laughs> Mike, you need what a followers. What comedian. I did Mike, follow you, him. you need followers, follow Mike. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Happy New Year, and uh, thanks for joining me, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you after the game. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.